there. Today's show is really funny. So you're probably saying, hey, Cusco, what's the secret to making a funny show? Well, it's simple. It's a little thing we in the comedy business like to call time. Hello, welcome to the Emperor's New Podcast, where we explore every corner of the Emperor's New Groove franchise. Today, I am joined once again by Scott Sandler. This episode is going to be smoking. Tiki from So You Want to Be an Imagineer. Hey, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? And Matt Lavasser. Pull the lever, crunk. (laughs) Wrong lever. And today we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 13, Oops All Doodles slash Tip Monkey Business, even though on Disney Plus those titles are in the other order that's not the order (laughs) they actually are in. Micah, I'm so glad you brought that up because that bothered the ever-living it it bothered me way more than it like should have but still it got under my skin that was the way they did it on the when on the (laughs) back in the day too was they Uh fix up episodes and it was confusing i was just like why why oh dear god what was the issue i kind of missed the uh oh the the issue was it said that that Chip Monkey business came before Oops All Doodles in the title on Disney Plus, but actually, oh yeah, that that first. I I got a little confused there too, but then by a few minutes in, you realize what you're on, and yeah, the guide, the guide. I think back in the day when it was airing on television, the guide had that problem too. Mm. Where it would list episode segments out of. It's a really small nitpicky thing, but like I, you know, like with someone with a little bit of OCD, it could be like, oh god, I can't not look at it. <laughs> well, if you're familiar with the episode, it's really confusing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, do we? Should we talk about the intro to this? The Cus- you know, when Cusco pops up. Part. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, the first thing I noticed was the background was different. <laughs> <laughs> normally it's like this bluish splash background this time it was like a brick wall that was interesting and then you know I'm, I'm gonna put the because I really like this one I'm gonna put the intro before the episode but basically it's like Cusco talking about how funny the show is and how funny he is and like if you're ever wondering what the secret to comedy is it's a little thing called tank and then the theme music starts Yeah, so that was the intro and then you know the theme music plays which I think I'm talking about enough on this show uh, yeah, wait, huh? this show is funny since when? <laughs> since Cusco said so. <laughs> uh, and so basically this first segment is, I believe it's called a Rashomon style story. Basically a story where it's the same story told from different points of view. Mm-hmm. And it's about the, they were watching the Viracocha mask and somebody stole it and they're trying to figure out who it was. And in Cusco's story, he says Viracocha himself. For those of you who don't know, Viracocha is the Inca creator god. <laughs> yeah. Came and took the mask, and of course nobody believes him. And then, you know, we go... Uh, I'm not going to get into specific details because I want to go along as we're discussing the things that happened in the episode, but every character relays their story of what happened through the Doodles gimmick, basically. Yep. Hence the name, Oops All Doodles. Yeah, it's like Oops All Berries. Uh, yeah, oh my god, guys. I, I remember when I was a kid and Oops All Berries came out, it blew my mind. I was never a Captain Crunch fan, so I don't have any relation. I I just didn't... Like, there was a point where I just stopped eating the mascotty cereals. Like, they need the, to make- the last time I ate cereal, the, the cereal I'd eat was Crack and Oat Bread. Yeah, they need to... <laughs> 
they really need to start uh, Disney needs to start making Cusco so oh god selling by the way um, (laughs) with like little and by the way um, can I just point something out about this episode like you know um, yeah uh, Micah, you know, he he occasionally goes out to Twitter and asks, like, you know, would anyone like to be part of the podcast? And so he, when he when he mentioned that we were going to be covering uh, Chim Monkey this episode, I I, res- I literally responded with, "You had me at oops all doodles." Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, the Cusco's doodles are probably one of the things I remember the most about the show. You know, it's they're always very hilarious to see um how the, see the world throughout Cusco sees it. So. To be able to see how do these similar doodle bits with the other characters, you know, that's an offer I couldn't. I couldn't it, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Flipporama segments of Captain yeah. Underpants. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, it probably was ripped off from that. I don't know. <laughs> no, not really a rip off. It's just an interlude that yeah goes into. I wouldn't different say styles. it's ripped off just because. Uh, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. Scott said, we got the different styles going I, on for each character. I, I actually was not familiar with. Captain Underpants. So when I saw watched the movie, the fr- when that flip around, the <laughs> first thing I thought of was Cusco's doodles. Okay, now uh, I'm gonna say something controversial here because I am not someone who grew up with these movies, but I know a lot of people hold these movies dear. But uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, those doodle animations, yeah, maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of Captain Underpants homage there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They should have done the whole movie in the drawn style. It would have worked out so much. It would have been really cool. Can I do a CGI version of that? As like, yeah, I think they, yeah, they are working on that. Yeah. Oh, and and we mentioned about the Rashomon style. The um, the first episode that came to mind that's kind of like this is the uh, Power Rangers SPD episode Perspective, where the same events are told from the different perspectives. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, there's also uh, there's also a Batman the animated series episode called POV where it's like yeah. kind of the same deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Un- unfortunately, all the Power Ranger seasons between Mighty Morphin season three and Ninja Steel have been off Netflix for three months. And so it's not really available. The, the episode I mentioned isn't available to stream anywhere. Um, there are other ways now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, powering the, the Hasbro has apparently decided to put the um, put the library episodes up on YouTube, but they're being really slow about it, and they've been jumping seasons before they even finish one. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. yeah, like um, they started with Dino Charge, did twelve episodes of season one before jumping to season two, and then six episodes into that, um, well, no, not, they're they're still doing Dino Supercharge, but they also started Dino Thunder. Yeah, and then five episodes into that, they started Jungle Fury. <laughs> yeah, we should. So the first, I already explained what Cusco's story was. So then there's Kronk and Kronk's doodles. Okay, so it's not like Patrick Warburton isn't the MVP of the show anyways, but my God, throughout these two uh, these two episodes, he just he kills it, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, I, and I really love how, um, uh, how each character's doodles are very um, uh, differently styled. I'm sure yeah. we'll get into that, but I love how um, uh, stylized Kronk's doodles are. You know, yeah, his doodles are like very detailed like uber artistic yeah like yeah sketches of like they're, they're 
Like you could barely call those doodles. Right. Right. Yeah, they're like they're like artists like reference rendering basically. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, like you would draw like you would learn to draw in art school. Big big dumb. Like there's there's a crude amateurish connotation to the word doodles. Yeah. And Kronk's just isn't that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. I think yeah. that is just one of the Kronk's many uh skills. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, like between this and then we get a whole episode with, uh, you know, the the junior woodchucks or junior junior woodchucks. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm tough tails. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I really like how this episode we really get kind of like I, I feel like uh, I, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but we kind of get like, oh, look, it's Kronk, kind of like two different sides of Kronk being multifaceted and multi talented. Yeah. I think. I do think that uh, Kronk and Launchpad McQuack would be friends, though. Oh, my God. They would be the best of pals. <laughs> <laughs> so, it turns out Yzma had wanted Kronk. So, Kronk's story is basically... I- I'm trying to remember Kronk's story because I mostly just remembered all the dro- the way he drew. Um, I mostly just remember the rubber ducky just because... Yeah. He had the rubber ducky. He basically... He, he, drew, he drew the llamas and... That were in town or whatever. And yeah, his whole he goes through his whole morning before getting to the part until mm-hmm. Mr. Malaguaco tells him to just go on and get to the point. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically like you know, it's that old comedy trope, of like you know, tell me everything that happened. Uh, well, I woke up this morning and I had breakfast and all that. Yeah, it's an old comedy trope, and it's in the hands of Patrick Warburton. It is beautiful. Oh yeah, it's oh one, yeah, <laughs> it's one that just goes so well with his voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, uh, first I woke up, and then I had a glass of orange juice. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to just say something about the structure of the show in general that I'm kind of like wrapping my head around as we, as I see more of these episodes. And that's that, uh, like, Micah, correct me if I'm wrong here with this take, but like, inherently this show is kind of like, it's almost sort of like a roadrunner. Like it's not exactly like a, a style of roadrunner, but like it kind of like how roadrunner has like the same premise every episode, but just executed in different ways. I kind of feel like with this show, just the whole absurd notion that Yzma is, you know, in disguise and Kronk doesn't even know that, you know, she's yeah, two a different lot of people. it is that way. And in, in the second season, it's still that way, but I think they, it's, different or that's right they like they learn to to change things up just enough by the second season that it's but honestly i'm kind of appreciating the riffs on the same sort of jokes though i'm honestly kind of like i'm getting into a rhythm of it i'm getting into like okay every episode there's like some sort of absurd scheme from yzma you know like uh and i'm kind of like embracing the absurdity of the show as as we go along yeah, and so Kronk is just like I think what he says is he 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 just saw came back and the mask was gone and he didn't see who took it. And then uh-huh. Yzma tells him, "Very good work, Kronk. No one will believe it was actually you that took it." And he's like, "But I didn't take it." <laughs> well, then it turns out Yzma has this whole plan to have Kronk steal the mask and um frame it on Cusco so he'd be expelled and he's going to become Empress, but Kronk forgot the plan. Um, so then, Molina, I think, has is it Molina's doodles that are next? Yes. And I, I, I love the design of hers. You know, it's basically 
the cast, but chibified. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, and I and um, I don't know if I wrote this down, but when she drew, so she basically uh, accuses Isma of stealing the mask because that seems like the most obvious answer. Um, and the drawing, her drawing of Isma looks kind of like a Powerpuff Girls villain in a way. <laughs> I could totally see. I mean, inherently, I feel like Yzma's design is kind of Powerpuff Girls villain-esque, yeah. just in yeah. general. I mean, yeah. yeah, especially with uh, Melina's height. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, exactly. I think the Melina's doodles might be the only doodles other than Cusco that are reoccurring and that occur more than once in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus, I love how... Uh, Melina's chibi Cusco is just like, you know, small and insignificant. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it kind of um, um that um like the the style looked familiar. I forget what like, show I'm it's like chibi style. I don't know if that's like that like a certain character looks like that already, but I I was think like not quite um that nerd from the, the time traveling nerd from Dave the Barbarian. I not quite that. Watch Dave the Barbarian in eons. <laughs> but also, um, but yeah, that that the way Kuzco looked look familiar, but it's not coming to me. Yeah, and then so Isma's well, like, no, I totally didn't do it. And, oh, wait, can I just say one more thing before we to Isma? Yeah. Can I just say one more thing before we move on to Isma? Um, I love how I also meant to know this, but I love how Melina's doodles are accompanied by like, like are accompanied by like this um uh seventies esque shaft esque soundtrack. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah, I love the seventies bass riff. I, 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 it's actually kind of in character for her to be associated with like you know this badass seventies riff. Yeah, mm. and then um, Isma's doodles are basically Tim Burton style. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, just Tim Burton concept art. Yeah, you know, like, and then she's telling all these stories, which may or may not be true, um, about what she was spending the day doing. Like, yeah, I mean, her attempts to make herself seem sympathetic are so over the top that no one would buy it. And plus, I love how she gave her little doodle, like, you know, these big doe eyes to yeah. emphasize this supposed sympatheticness. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, like a Tim Burton style, uh, Chugly. I don't know if that's a word. Like it, cute, but in a like creepy way. Mm-hmm. Um, so did she, it surprise you that all three of them were um, better artists than Cusco, or or would you have like expected maybe someone cruder to uh, subvert expectation? Well, I'll think we, that later in another. You get someone cruder later on, but because um, Guapa's doodles in one episode. And Pachas later on. Yeah, and Pachas too in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Isma's like telling the story about how she was like feeding, uh, painting the kitty and a kitty. Or, wait, no, feeding a kitty or something, doing something with a kitty, and making a quilt, and um, uh, painting the kitty. I think was another uh, something from another episode that I'm getting confused with this one. Um. Uh, Practicing in her band, rock band, which very Tim Burton design. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, doing like a, a fashion model runway type walk thing, where she's where the theme is purple is the new purple. Yeah. Um, also, can we just appreciate that the name of her band is the Ease? The what? You froze for a minute. 
what? Uh, can we just can we? I said, uh, can we just appreciate the fact that her the name of her band is the Ease? You know, I watched this with the captions and it spelled it like you know E apostrophe S. But I can imagine like since it's Ease Ma, you know, it's like you know, uh, you know, either Y Z or the E E Z. Yeah, like it could be like Y Z. Um, and then she fed all the hungry animals or something, and it shows <laughs> her like with a halo, um, feeding all the hungry animals in a Tim Burton style. And of course, nobody believes that. And Kronk even pulls down a shark and explains why nobody believes her. Um, because Kronk just does that. Um, <laughs> By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Basically, well, you know why nobody believes her. So anyways, one thing leads to another. And um, Yzma has this great line where she says, I'm 100% innocent of any crime today. <laughs> or last night, rather. Sorry. <laughs> I'm 100% innocent of committing any crime last night. Um, and then it turns out Pacha took the mask. Um, and this is where things get really crazy. He took the mask because he wanted the costume for the Ren Fair, which <laughs> the Ren is good thing you've just said a costume party. Yeah, but it, it's more absurd that he wants to go to the Ren Fair in like the Inca times. No, for sure. It is it is an absurd joke, yeah. <laughs> Where everyone has all the you know, they have the costumes that look like Renaissance Fair costumes, and he wanted to go as Viracucha, which wouldn't really fit in with a Renaissance Fair costume since Renaissance <laughs> Fairs are more European style. Maybe he just wanted maybe there was an Incan Renaissance and he just wanted to throw his in, re, <laughs> Maybe he wanted to represent it well. Yeah, I don't know. I know when he drew, like, he drew them with, like, the feather hats. It was, you know, like, what, what Leonard Blanon was wearing when he came back from that costume store that he, that closed in that Gravity Falls episode. Um, so he wanted to go as Viracucha, but he forgot to tell Mr. Malaguaco about it. Um, so then he ends up having, according to Cusco anyways, we never see it other than in doodle form. He has to pay back the Mr. Malaguaco and clean the school. And um, Cusco's like, okay, I tell tall tales or something, which, I mean, Cusco lies and stuff, but I don't, other than this episode, I don't remember him. I guess there was that newspaper episode where he basically turned the newspaper into World Weekly News. <laughs> basically, he's like, okay, maybe, maybe um, I, I don't deserve for you to forgive me and they're like no but we're sorry anyways you know i gotta mention i'm uh hearing uh fred tatasiore's voice is uh pacha yeah you know, he, he reminds me so much of a discount teen a lot insana yeah. that's what he's giving off yeah john goodman comes back in the second season and yeah. having recently gone on channel karate to talk about a second season episode because i wanted to skip ahead for that one um it's so much nicer to have John Goodman back. Oh, I bet, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just, um, if it's made, I can take your leave, but... Yeah. And uh, can I just mention to the viewers, like, you know, if you don't know who Tino Insana was, you know, he was a voice actor. You know, he was mainly famous for doing, like, Pig on Barnyard, and uh, uh, he was Barf in the short-lived Spaceballs animated series. The one that, one of the, a couple of the episodes were made by a person who killed his wife or something, apparently. Oh, dear. I just learned. What? A couple episodes of the Spaceball animated series were made by a guy who killed his wife by draining her blood. Yikes. Oh, uh. my lord. <laughs> so we should probably not get into that. Um, Moving on. 
So, I, uh, what all did you think of this first segment overall? I, I like the variety, the art styles. Uh, I, I think the second one is a little stronger, but I still had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Also, I just want to throw out one of my favorite jokes is the whole... Uh, <laughs> so so stupid but funny uh babe the big blue llama yeah <laughs> oh god the most obvious the most like try hardiest <laughs> like it's dumb because of how try like it works because of how dumb it is yeah <laughs> so this next segment is called chip monkey business which is the which i just recently realized it was a play on monkey business. <laughs> so the premise of this episode is it's Coos Club week. And it, I feel like there's another episode later where it's also Coos Club week. Maybe these are two separate years. Um, that's, that's another thing about this show in terms of the, uh, you know, in terms of the the format is that it always seems like Cusco is like, you know, he's he's one step away from graduating, if not for this one thing. <laughs> yeah, no, he has to pass every single class. So like, can you imagine having to pass every single class? Oh, I, I could not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how he And did. aren't clubs electives? Yeah. Yeah. But but Cusco came up with the idea. So apparently when Cusco came up with the idea, for some reason, even though he hates clubs. I, I guess it being I guess it being a decree means it's like a one week class that you must pass. He made and then... it mandatory when he decreed it. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> so he probably decreed it without like even well because he couldn't have the power to know like he obviously still had the power when he made the decree yeah it was so he had no idea he'd have to go back to school so he probably had no idea what the decree meant yeah yeah so he has to pick a club and melina suggests he's doing the junior chipmunks and he's like no and then she's like, well, then you maybe you should try a montage of a whole different bunch of different clubs. And he says, yay. And then she says, just do the Junior Chipmunks already. <laughs> and they queue up the montage and they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, I, the line that got the biggest laugh out of me was uh, from the biggest laugh out of me was like, you know, um, and it's all thanks to J.P. Manu's delivery of it. But like, you know, when he's coming, when they're going over the plan, like, you know, I'm uh, <laughs> You know, you know, if you get, if you do your junior chipmunks with Kronk, you know, you and you and Kronk are close. I mean, he'll, I'm sure he'll let you cut off some slack. And he just goes, "Yay, slack!" <laughs> and that just got the hugest laugh out of me the first time I watched it. Yeah, and then so, um, yeah, so so you decide to join the junior chipmunks. And Yzma has a plan, but Kronk doesn't want her interfering with his thing. Um, and plus, I'm like, oh, another thing. Um, I love that you know when 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 Kronk is telling Yzma that Kuzco is going to join the chipmunk, the junior chipmunks. I love that they have Kronk do his own fanfare. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's tying into the whole he does his own theme music thing joke from the first movie. Yeah. So he makes Yzma promise she won't interfere with his thing, and so she does. So instead, she's going to have her nephews, who this is the only time they ever show up. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. As far as I know, they never show up again. Uh-huh. And they never they show up before him. Oh, man. I, yeah, they well, came out of nowhere. They're voiced by Dylan and Cole yeah, Sprouse. Dylan and Cole so. Sprouse. <laughs> that, they, that they're supposed to be like a, jo- a play on the whole idea that cartoon characters some just randomly have nephews. 
I think so, honestly, yes. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. <laughs> it's like, because, you know, like, all the cartoon characters have, like, and, and also Kermit. They're, they're twins. Yeah. And so, okay, the invoking the junior woodchucks might have been a little closer than you imagined. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, they're twins because they want, well, let's be real. The reason they're twins is because they wanted to get Dylan and Cole, Dylan. Dylan and Cole Sprouts in the episode. That's the reason they're twins. But also, uh, hey, twins you are... You gotta get some of that good, sweet life cross-promotion. Well, they also Disney Channel synergy, baby. Miley Cyrus becomes a recurring character in the second season. So. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, well, they had, they had Zach Efron on The Replacements. They had Brenda Song on Phineas and Ferb. Supposedly, Brenda Song was on this, too, but I can't yeah. for the life of me figure out. Yeah, even even Miley too. was on The Emperor's New School, but that's the way to... Yeah, to be fair, I will she never complain. She was on Phineas and Ferb, too, in the, one of the main roles. She was I will never complain movie. about more, more Zac Efron or more Brenda Song, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> um, and what I was going to say was... So, Zim and Zam are their names, and they look... Unlike Yzma's son, Zevon, from that weird Descendants spinoff, they actually look like they're related to Yzma. <laughs> Oh my god, did Ye- Yzma actually got a... Oh, I-, I only saw the first Descendants this movie. This wasn't from the movie, this was from like an animated spinoff. Thing. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Oh, wow. I, I want to yeah, see that out of... I want to see that out of oh. morbid curiosity now. <laughs> it's the same spinoff that had China McClain voice Facilier's daughter before she was cast as Ursula's daughter. Oh, okay, okay. It's also the it's also the thing that gave us that god awful rap version of Be Our Guest. Oh no! Just when you thought the no, that, that was the, movie. the worst version of Be Our Guest. I nope. I I I haven't seen either, but I have seen the clip of the Lion King with Be Our Guest in it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's from the remake, by the way, everyone. Yes, just I know. In case you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. No, he dresses in dra- dragon does a hula in the original one. Yes, dresses in dragon does a hula. They turned it into another Disney cross motion for the remake. Oh and God! Back what before? Does he see um, let it go? Does back before Disney go? moved its animated shows back to you know Disney Channel? Yeah. Um, Wicked World and Mickey Mouse were like Wiki the Mouse. two main cartoons on. Disney Channel itself. That's what they should change the name of the Disney Wiki to. Wiki Mouse. <laughs> That's wow. good. That's good. So, Sam and Zam want to keep Cusco from getting any patches. So he tries out all these things. Um, should we go through through them all? What all does he try? Um, I don't have all of them written down in my notes, but I remember... Yeah, nor do I, unfortunately. Rock, rock cutting is one of them. Um, and also, rope yes, um, a stone cutting patch, which means Cusco could have joined a secret society. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. they did cut; they did actually like do that. In the, Who rigs every Oscar night? We do. We they did do. actually have like that was how they built things in the Inca Empire. Yeah, you can notice from the shapes of the bricks and stuff which they recreated pretty well in both the movie and the tv show um he tries rope uh to make like a rope swing and they shoot lasers out of their eyes it's like sure why not <laughs> yeah what if he's mad <laughs> right that moment that, up that laser eyes moment specifically stuck out to me is like all right 
Like, we are not even remotely taking the continuity of these characters seriously. This is pure for the laughs. <laughs> well, they're evil twins, and all evil twins secretly. <laughs> Just, like, no context behind that at all. <laughs> oh, God. And I think that's in one of the... That's in the theme song, I think. Is it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking it was, but I guess... Delayed. I couldn't say it for sure, but I. Um, I don't think you brought it up. The other, what the other patches were, except for the infamous one that we'll get into in a moment. Um, the one even Kronk hasn't earned, which then in the in a later episode, giving you an idea how much they really care about continuity, we learn that there's another patch Kronk hasn't earned yet called the Patch Patch. Um, the Patch Patch. Um, but anyways, the one patch he hasn't earned in this episode, maybe the Patch Patch was added later is the condor patch. And the montage of him failing his patches. Yeah. It, it's, kind of like the mir- it's kind of like the mirror to the um, Go Candace Go um, the, when she was trying to earn all her fireside patches. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. And That's the thing. All these Disney things, need, they need to cross over. Phineas and Ferb, DuckTales, Up. <laughs> And the Empress oh, well, I'm ta- like, honestly, I a big subsection of my nowadays. But yeah, I, don't I was know gonna any- say a big, a big subsection of my uh, Ducktales podcast is just speculation of the broader Disney Afternoon cinematic universe. Just like all these franchises owned by Disney have badges or patches or some sort of because type. the Boy Scouts are like the like. Basically, part of Americana of like the fifties, sixties, seventies. I think Junior, Junior, Junior Chipmunks and Junior Woodchucks come close. Woodchip, Junior Woodchucks <laughs> come closest to each other because they both have a himbo as one of the scout leaders. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh boy. Um, then they try to get the Condor patch. Zim and Zam come up with a plan, and at first their plan is... You said the Condor Patch? The Condor Patch, and it plays this music <laughs> whenever um, you say Condor Patch. And so Cusco abuses uh, it, basically, before the commercial break. Alright, can I just say that might be, like, the best fourth wall break I have seen in the show so far? Yeah. It's like Frau Bluka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, didn't ha- I don't have to go and edit that in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Cusco thought he had a lot of power then, but then he learned about talking about the Condor Patch. Yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be really exhausting for me later. <laughs> <laughs> and just like just like the show, I am not editing that out because I'm going to break the board wall. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they first plan is to get like turn him into an armadillo and then Feed it expired milk and give it a bellyache. Um, did they ever say what exactly made uh, the condor patch so daunting? I don't know, but Matt, I think your microphone is messing up again. Oh, again? Um, I don't know what you. I just say I'm a. I love how I'm a both Yzma and Zim and Zam. They um they uh they have they both start off by. Like, I love how they start out by having like these overly complicated plans that'll just basically mean nothing. Like you know, uh, we 
remember Yzma and the flea from the movie, and uh, yeah. this Zim and Zam with their armadillo, that's giving me strong reminders of that. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. That's a recurring thing with Yzma in the series. To the point where there's one episode where where she did, the first plan she comes up with is the one she ends up going with, and Kronk is like, wow, straight A to B plan. That's new for you. <laughs> um, so they lampshade it, clearly. <laughs> yeah. So then they decide they're going to turn him into a chipmunk, appropriately enough. Um, and so, but Kronk takes the drink and does the spinning thing with the tray and has them all drink it. And of course, Zim and Zam do the cactus thing, but instead of cactus, it's like a lump of sand or something. And it, yeah, and of course, they bought it through canteen. Yeah, and, and the, the they use a canteen and they, they pour theirs on like some sand and the sand turns into the shape of a chipmunk, just like the cactus in the movie turned into the shape of a llama. It's in, as much as like people like to, um, you know, disparage the show for reusing stuff in the movie, some of the stuff they reuse is really interestingly like, so, like not many people know about that cactus thing from the movie. Mm-hmm. So why is Isma so concerned about getting the power when she could just earn when 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 she could basically become a sculptor by pouring her potions on rocks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wants to rule, basically rule the world. Mm-hmm. So then Cusco and Kong end up turning into chipmunks. And Kong is a very strange looking chipmunk. I freaking love the design of the Kronk chipmunk. I can't get over it. And then Kronk's like, oh, she crossed the line. Oh, I can't believe it. What's the point of drawing a line if, you, if your people are just going to cross it any which way? But again, I never found a pin. <laughs> and so a condor tries to eat them because condor, I don't know if this is actually true. I don't even know if there are chipmunks in Peru. <laughs> I, but, something uh, tells me they maybe bent the facts on this a little bit. Yes, they say <laughs> a chipmunk and a, a chipmunk is a condor's favorite food, so the condor <laughs> tries to eat them. Then Cusco reminds Kronk that you can talk to animals. He's like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and then he goes and talks to the. I don't know what he said to it, but it ends up leaving them, and then it turns out the feather of the condor fell off into Cusco's hand. So he gives the feather to Kronk because he thinks that the, the junior chipmunkiness is all about selflessness and stuff, and that's more Kronk's thing. And, um, and so Kronk finally gets to have his condor patch. Yeah, Kronk gets to have his condor patch, and then Kronk rewards Cusco with the I didn't earn a single patch patch. So he still gets AKA the, patch. the Patrick patch. Yeah. The, so AKA the participation award patch. Yeah. So he gets he gets the pass anyways, um, and then the condor snatches up Zim and Zam and Isma, basically. Because why not? But yeah, so- the patch that Cusco got reminded me of the trophy that Patrick got at the end of I'm with Stupid. No, not I'm. No, not I'm with Stupid. Um. Uh, big big pink loser. Yeah, big yeah. pink loser. <laughs> There's too many. We're doing nothing longer than ever anyone else. There's too many SpongeBob episodes about Patrick being stupid. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> There's also too many episodes about Patrick being a passive aggressive a hole, but that's a that's an entirely different story. Um, but I can also say there weren't there weren't enough Phil and Will solo adventures on Rugrats. Yeah. 
So there's only baby commercial, really. And then we get the bonus doodle credits where Kronk does bonus doodles. They weren't even bonus doodles. It, it's just the reused ones. They, the, the, they reused them, but he, he, he put a uh, new audio. Oh, there was something I forgot to mention about the previous segment. Security cam. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron. It's, I don't remember if he's voiced by Jeff Bennett or someone else. Yeah, I think he uh, is. Yeah, I mean, at first I thought I was hearing Keith David, but no. It, no I think it's it, Jeff it, Bennett. Yeah. Anyways, his yeah. whole deal is Jeff that it was the insecurity cam. And there was also another thing where Yzma dropped a cage on Kusko and Miss Malga was like, wow. It was very Flintstones-y. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. When did we mm-hmm. get that? But anyways, sorry about going off to the previous segment, but when these things come up, I, I have to bring them up. <laughs> so then Kronk talks about like all the llamas are the riding team of the show, bleedy bleatin' bleatin'. Well, these two do, do most of the work. As for this fella, is what we call an executive producer. Yeah. <laughs> Important. <laughs> and then it shows the logos because that's what they do at the end of every episode. Because that's what do they do, 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 do. every show. They show the Disney castle while the Cusco Cusco plays or something. Yeah, but they didn't do the Disney Channel logo. It was just the uh, one of this television logo. No, yeah. So it's definitely the international. It's like a, a, an international print. Uh, you're not watching it on Disney Channel. You're watching it on Disney Plus. So they don't need to put it in the Disney Channel all at the end. They don't need to have Cusco come in and go, Hi, oh, I'm Cusco, and you're watching Disney Channel. Da, 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 da. They did have bumpers, but nobody talked in them. For the, for, you remember that in addition to the bumpers of the celebrities coming on, they had bumpers with cartoon characters where they never said anything. Yes, I do remember Fighting that. over the lawn. <laughs> Wasted yes. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Cartoon Network. You could have had. You could have literally down, had Cusco man. come on saying. You could have had Cusco come on saying, "You know, hi, uh, hi, I'm Cusco, and you're watching the Meat Channel." Yeah. Da, da. And then he could like maybe he could hum the things all like da 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 da. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. you know he could he can do the thing like you know in the movie like you know where he he you know he draws Draw. the Mickey Mouse he draws the Mickey Mouse he the Disney Channel logo shows up and he's like huh he like crosses out Disney and writes in uh, Cusco <laughs> and they could have. They could have had one where Kronk did it, and Kronk went, da, 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 da. <laughs> they should hire me. <laughs> right, so uh, so uh, back to the uh, back to the uh, second episode, though. Uh, I really, really like this one. Uh, mostly just because it's great to see Kronk stand up to Yzma for a change. Like, that was a great moment for him. Yeah. And I also appreciate the fact that, like, for a change, Cusco is, like, he's not really in the wrong in this episode at all. Like, he, you know, it's like he's he's got, he doesn't have the best attitude at first, but, yeah. you know, once the montage starts, it's like he's doing everything and he's doing it well. You know, it's, it's only the nephews that are screwing everything up. Who's been screwing everything up? Oh, no. It's been Zim and Zam all along. <laughs> and we killed Bucky, too. <laughs> no, he, no. But he did make he did make a small cameo. Um, yeah, he did make a on cameo. the bridge. But uh, and yeah, I, I really like how this episode resolves too. With uh, you know the like Cusco realizing that the badge is more Kronk's thing, and you know, like I, I honestly think it's a super solid ten minute arc for Cusco and Kronk. I really do. It's it's great character writing, and you get to see 
um, Bucky the Squirrel in, one, in that one scene. Because whenever Bucky's not on screen, everyone has to be saying, where's Bucky? Because <laughs> uh, he just shows up in like the most random places. Yeah, he does. <laughs> in the first season, anyways. The, the episode we covered on Channel KRT, I don't think it was in either segment. So I think they toned down the Bucky. But it was used sparsely in the second season. Uh-huh. Um, but like, if he didn't need to be there... <laughs> Yeah. Didn't really contribute anything to the plot of the episode. He's just like, hi, I'm here. Just so I mean, he is a squirrel, and, you know, he's kind of like the mascot, so. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he should have been in the episode more. I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they kind of made a conscious choice to not have them in the episode just because it's, you know, like, oh, they're expecting us to have a lot of Bucky, but we're not going to, you know, he's going to kind of like Jar Jar Bink style, like wink at the camera once, and that's it. Yeah. Wait. So, so were you? Ex- Does that mean you were wanting Bucky's testimony as to what happened with the mask? <laughs> he wasn't in that statement. Uh, Be great if Kronk translated that, it. That, that, that if they had more time, I think they would have done that. <laughs> I think it's a matter. I think it's it. That could have been something that they wanted to do, but ran out of time, and I wouldn't be surprised. They uh, they probably couldn't figure out what a. How, they couldn't, fu- um, they couldn't find it in their hearts to justify the drawing squirrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. how would a squirrel draw? They'd have to figure that out. Um, but uh, in, in terms of communication with animals, though, uh, I love the, you know, the cronk going to talk to the condor gag. It, it very much reminds me of uh, the Nega Scott gag at the end of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. Where, it, like, it looks like it's queued up to be like this, oh boy. Like, we got one last epic confrontation, and then it just turns out to be, like, a super civil, like, chill exchange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this is, like, there was an earlier episode where they they had to survive in the jungle, and that was another one. Were you on that one, Tiki? I think I was, yeah. Yeah, where, like, at first, Kronk is all panicking, and he's like, wait a minute. I'm a junior chipmunk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was on that one. Yeah. So, overall, I think this is a good solid two episodes, um, or one episode and two segments if you want to be pedantic. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Uh, you know, I thought the first one definitely had a lot of fun art style stuff going on, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of fun jokes. And then the second one had uh, genuinely probably the best character work that I've seen on the show thus far. Yeah, yeah. There's um, yeah. The, I I thought it was I, I I enjoyed it a lot too. Though I did find the um the vo- the vocal direction for Zim and Zam to be a little weird, but I guess it was intentional for a creepy twins vibe. Yeah, I think they're supposed to be like talking and or they laughed at least in. And you, uh-huh. their voices are. I feel like their voices are high pit are pitched up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everything about them was like intentionally designed to be a little bit off putting. So, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they are, and that's why they're. Uh, other than the obvious mention, the fact that they wanted a cameo, um, that's why they're twins because twins are a, a creepy trope. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't at one point ask Cusco, "Come play with us." Oh God! <laughs> Come play with us, Tusco. God, I can totally see that. 
Oh boy. And then and then that the, the, that would that would have to be if they showed up in the hotel Cusco episode. Uh huh. <laughs> that was, that we covered on Channel KRT, which isn't about a hotel at all. It's about Cusco's palace, but. <laughs> so uh i think that covers it does anyone have anything else they wanted to say about the, the either of these segments okay no, I think I said thing. My piece. yeah go ahead condor patch <laughs> condor patch yes so now i think it is time for people to do the pluggy things oh boy all right, Mike, I'm actually going to I'm actually going to plug something different this time. Instead of plugging my YouTube channel, I'm going to plug my uh my competition that's coming up. Oh. Uh so uh yeah, so you want to be an imagineer, the competition is 19 seasons in, season 19 starting this summer. If you want to be on a team and uh and work on creative writing projects and Disney rides and stuff of that nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh mike if you have show notes i'll uh i'll give you the the link for that okay you can also do, just be it me or something uh yeah yeah that's what i was that's what i was saying i'll be me the link to it all right scott i'm i'm on uh, my my twitter account is the nick fan club i i i was also picked up as a contributor to uh, what's on Paramount Plus, which is on Twitter at P Plus News. Um, they're trying to get. Um, let me see what the plug is. Um, and my my Instagram is Scott Sandler ninety four, and um, their their blog is ParamountPlusNews.blogspot.com. And my I I'd also like to plug in. Um, a just starting podcast that um, I might be on, appearing on soon, but they because they just started, they want to uh, get their get their groove going first uh, as themselves. And it's Muppet fans talking, and their Twitter account is Muppets underscore talking, and they're currently on at least on Spotify. Uh, so yeah, check check them out. Muppet fans talking. So in other words, Scott, you don't want to throw off their groove. Yeah, I, I'm. They just released their third episode, and nice. I'm thinking of asking after the fifth to uh-huh. see when they're ready for guests. Cool, cool. And also, uh, for anyone who's interested in my thing, honestly, just Google. So you want to be an Imagineer Madcap Circus, and it should come up. So there you go. Don't need linear notes. Just just do a Google search, kids. It'll come up. <laughs> oh yeah and i i have an upcoming episode of uh realm of immersion with my friend with uh uh andrew reyes is, who's been a guest on here a few times and uh we we recorded an episode about uh the steve martin episode of the muppet show oh that that's a classic i actually did a podcast about that back in the day too leading up to the uh the muppets 2015 2011 oh, oh the, the, leading the up ABC to the uh the, the, ABC, the show. abc show yeah. yeah we did a series of like kind of like the best of the muppet show episodes leading up to that show the muppet is uh-huh <laughs> matt do you have anything to plug uh i have really nothing to plug other than the last time you know 
I haven't I haven't really made much appearances on podcasts lately, apart from like you know the old ones that I've already plugged multiple times. In fact, I'm uh. So this is this this is ultimately my third episode on the Emperor's New Podcast. And I have and I have yet to do um uh, uh I don't I've yet to do any other podcasts up to this point. So I'm I don't know if I have nothing I don't know if I have anything planned. So I'll just I guess I'll just have to repeat everything I've said before. Like you know I, I as as I said earlier I appeared on th- uh two other episodes of the Emperor's New Podcast. Uh one talking about uh. Empress Melina slash The Adventures of Our Tree Frog Man. And I've also appeared on the April Fool's Day episode covering the road to El Dorado. And I've also appeared on Podcast Without a Cool Acronym with Chandler DeRoche discussing the 2018 Muppet Babies reboot, Muppet Babies reboot. And, of course, there was my first ever podcast appearance on Channel KRT discussing Bear in the Big Blue House, A Very Bear Christmas. Yes. And speaking of Channel KRT, or were you, were you, were you, did you have more to plug or... Nope, that's it. That's it. Okay, speaking of yeah, that's, that's de- KRT is definitely a podcast I want to be a part of, but I've been a little nervous to ask. Yeah. So if you're listening, don't be too nervous to ask it. Uh, that's what I did. Um, I was on an episode of Channel KRT this past Thursday, where we talked about The Emperor's New School season two, episode twenty-one, Molina's Big Break slash Hotel Cusco, and I also recently uploaded a YouTube video. That is basically me just animating and also riffing on with some sketches and stuff. The Escape from Vault Disney Emperor's New Groove episode. That's called The Best of Escape from Vault Disney, the New Groove special on YouTube. And the rest of my plugging will be done via a pre-recorded message. And you can find me at Mike Hirsch on Twitter. I also make animated cartoons on YouTube through the channel Fireblast Studios. If you like my work and want to support me, you can pledge to the Fireblast Studios Patreon for early access to videos, behind-the-scenes footage, and more. What's his name?